0: Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast.
1: Yeah, on today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 6 of Seventh Heaven. The title is Broke, and the German title is Fallen. Uh, the IMDb user synopsis is. Irresponsible adult Mary fails to realize how deep she's sinking, but both parents and siblings piece together from various sources. She's about to hit rock bottom and wants to help, but how? Eric can barely keep Annie from intervening directly before they know everything. As even Simon is near broke and Matt can't keep up pretending he's a lawyer, the kids decide to borrow enough from the twins' full piggy banks in order to advance her all-due debts. But creditors seeing cash convince her to refinance over longer, which means even more interest. That was really accurate and, like, not funny. No, yeah. So what was your first impression? I
0: had a lot of thoughts throughout the watching of the episode. One being, why are all these episodes starting with the letter B? Uh, second being, this should be called either, one, there's something about Mary, because every <laughs> single person that comes up to the Rev and Annie says, we have to talk to you about Mary. And then, also, it's like the Mary Camden Day of Reckoning. Um, because everybody, everything that she owes is due on that day. Um, I think the last thing, though, I have to say is that Seventh Heaven inadvertently, like, nailed, um... Mary being manic, basically, yeah. on the head, without, I don't think, meaning to,
1: uh, which is what inadvertently means, so I don't know why I'm being repetitive. but No, it definitely came across um, that she was... Not okay. Yeah. Um, this wasn't just, like, her avoiding her problems. It was, like, beyond that.
0: And it wasn't like, oh, she's just being stupid with her money. It was clearly, like, there are deeper issues going on.
1: Yeah, like, she had no affect, and she just seemed to kind of be floating along.
0: Yeah, it was... I feel like, because in the past few episodes, when they've trying to been, like... When they're trying to, like, murder um, Mary's character... um, I think... Never mind. I meant assassinate Mary's character. Character assassination. Um, It's very much, like, in a way where they paint Mary as being...
1: We received an email about that. Oh, okay. If you recall.
0: Yeah, we did, we did. Um, Yeah. Where, like, they made her seem stupid, and they made her seem, like, kind of ditzy and dumb. But this is very much, like, there is something very mentally wrong with what is going on with Mary, And I kind of, I know that Seventh Heaven isn't going in this direction, at least I don't think
1: it is. I think it would have been a a, a more interesting direction for them to go in. Yeah,
0: where that she's so, she's hit rock bottom in a way that it's like it's affecting her on this kind of level instead of just, like, whatever they're going to try to do in the next episode.
1: Yeah, instead of just, like, well, we'll get to it, yeah, Yeah, um, but... That would have been an interesting way to for them to take it. We'll write that fanfic. We will. There are so many fanfic ideas. Uh, okay, so we'll start with the cold open, um, which starts with the family. It's everyone except for Matt and Mary at the breakfast table. It's um, a very tense breakfast. And as we know, the last episode left on kind of a cliffhanger, and I know you were upset about this, that you it ended with... Like, Frankie and Johnny holding, like, a joint in front of Mary's face. And we never find out if she smoked the joint. Um, Although, in the beginning of this episode, I was like, are they trying to make it seem like she's high the whole time? Right. But anyway, so Mary isn't there, and we're supposed to gather. Like, she didn't come home, so it's tense. Um, And then Annie asks Lucy to, like, take the twins upstairs and get them ready. And then Simon and Ruthie very quickly follow, and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll help just to get away from... The Rev and Annie. So, uh, a
0: an int- like a re uh, c- a commencement of the argument that Annie and the Rev were happening were having in the last episode uh, begins again in the cold open, where they're kind of at odds as to how to deal with Mary. Um, Annie, I think, wants to let Mary ask for help herself, saying she'll figure it out on her own when she realizes that. She won't ever find a job she loves if she's not, like, educated or trained properly, so she'll want to go back to school. So Annie is
1: still pushing the college thing, which I feel like that is so far away from where... Like, I know that's, like, where the season started and it's only the sixth episode, but that feels so long ago where that was, like, what they wanted. And then the Rev is, like, wants to intervene right away.
0: Right. Um, and they it's a very, like, tense moment where Annie's... where. The Rev's like, I'm not. I don't care about losing a car or missing a car payment. I'm concerned about losing Mary. Um, and you know, it's the fight over how to deal with Mary turns into an actual fight between them, in which they kind of like leave separately at the end of the cold open.
1: Yeah, because the Rev says like he's gonna go, and she's like, you always get to leave. So then they both leave and go to different locations, which sets up their whole so. We'll cover them first, but they they basically just tell Lucy, like, you're in charge of the kids at the house. Um, so we c- catch up with... I think we catch up well, with... Well, first, first we have this scene at the police station. Yes, we should station, talk about that one first, yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. And, uh, it, Sergeant Michaels is addressing... It's like a morning briefing or something, and he's telling all of the cops that they are going to start cracking down on drunk driving in Glen Oak because... I don't know, maybe there's been a spike in drunk driving. Um, So they're like, don't let anyone go if you suspect them, blah, blah, blah. So the cop who pulled Mary over in two or three episodes ago, after she had the drinks with Frankie and Johnny, the drink, excuse me, Mm -hmm. um, goes up to Sergeant Michaels with carrying this great deal of guilt and is like, I need to tell you something. I let, you know, uh, somebody went through a stop sign, and Sergeant Michaels is like, okay, yeah, that's in your discretion to... Let them go, and he's like, "I think she was drinking." Uh, and Sergeant Michael's is like, oh, "Why'd you let her go?" And he's like, "Because I knew her.
0: You know her, and too. you know
1: her." Uh, so it all leads up to it was Mary, and Sergeant Michael's is like, oh, "Mary Camden." So,
0: and this kind of begins what the theme of this episode is, where in at least every scene, <laughs> at, like a, some in some situation, a Camden, mostly mostly Annie or the Rev, finds out something about. What Mary has done, like since the beginning of season five, uh, because she's been hiding so much. So um, I think the Rev first ends up with like a duexma ex a scene with the with Doctor Hank, where he's in the hospital looking wary, and
1: yeah. Doctor
0: Hank's like, "Take it easy," and that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, but there was a purpose for this. Yes. It seems like well, it, it's really just to set up something that happens later, right? Um, so the Rev is doing work there or whatever, but then. So at the same time, it switched back to Annie. Annie's at the grocery store. This guy Mark Johnson comes up to her, and apparently, he owns like Johnson Insurance Company. And he's like, "Hey, I gotta let you know if Mary continues to drive her car without insurance, um, it's like she's gonna get a she's gonna get fined, um, whatever." So Annie's like, "Huh? Oh, she hasn't paid her car insurance." Um, and so and that's a, so the
0: next thing that Annie finds out, because I think Annie's the, next one, uh, Andy, Annie's the next one also to find out, she ends up at the pool hall. While this is all happening, um, because remember, Annie and the Rev fought in the morning. They keep on missing each other. They keep phone, trying but, to find but, each other. Yeah. yeah.
1: Calling each other on pay phones or like calling the hospital or where. Yeah. So
0: um, Annie's at the pool hall where we get our favorite reoccurring character, Steve, the
1: bartender <laughs> man. Um, He's the, after the doctor from the hospital for the first two seasons, he's like the second most consistent, like, tertiary character.
0: Yeah, I don't, he's been in every episode this season um so like i don't even think we're like necessarily at the pool hall but he ends up showing up anyway um so annie is at the pool hall where steve ends like starts a conversation with annie and kind of just like oh what's going on with mary and this is when we find like this is when annie finds out that mary didn't quit the pool hall job she was fired Uh, And she finds out that she spent most of her time on the phone, talking to the car insurance people or the car people, and that she ended up asking some of the waitresses to borrow money.
1: Yeah, so this kind of keeps um, building, too. Everyone keeps finding out that, like, she's out of money or whatever. So on the flip side, um, the Rev is at Pete's, Mm -hmm. I believe. And when he's there, Sergeant Michaels comes in and is like, I have to tell you something about Mary. Um, I actually think he's the first one who says there's something about Mary, uh, and he tells the Rev what he found out from the other cop earlier in the day. Then as soon as Sergeant Michaels leaves, Pete, the owner of Pete's, comes over and is like, I also have bad news for you. I heard what Sergeant Michaels just told you. And he's like, uh, Mary was fired because she was here drinking, and then he makes up some, like, bullshit about, like, I can't fire Frankie and Johnny, because Johnny is my nephew, so that's why they, they're they still employed, but I had to fire Mary.
0: Then the rev is convinced that, well, okay, yeah, she was fired for drinking, but she's not hanging out with Frankie and Johnny anymore, because I forbid it, and I never forbid anything. But then meets like, uh, they were in here together a couple of days ago, so another lie and another uh, truth revealed about what, Mary secretly been doing. So, I think the next thing we have is um, Annie at the pool hall calling the car people. Yes. Because she- we found out about the insurance, so now we're finding about about the actual car payments. Um, and she talks on the phone with... Some I think his name is Mark. No, that was the no, other one. No, that was Mark Johnson. Some other guy. Uh, and he says that, yeah, she never made her first payment, and if she doesn't pay in the next 72 hours, uh, she will... The car will be repossessed. She owes, like, some like $300 or yeah. something like that. Um, and then I think this kind of culminates with this
1: uh, split-screen
0: scene with... Well,
1: first, okay, the whole purpose of running into Hank... Annie calls the hospital to look for the Rev, and Hank is like, oh, he was here earlier. So for some reason, I guess Annie thinks he might still be at the hospital. So Annie goes to the hospital, but at the same time, the Rev goes to Julie and Hank's house. So this is when we have this like split screen. Um, Annie has like a heart-to-heart with Hank, and the Rev has a heart-to-heart with Julie, and they're saying exactly the same thing. And it's just like, I that, don't know who she is anymore. She's lying all the time. How did she, this get so out of control and we didn't notice? The rev calls are cold. Yeah. Which, oh, because she's lying, so...
0: I feel like people only describe people as cold if they're murderers <laughs> or, like, sociopaths. And although Mary does seem to be having yeah, <laughs> certain she's... tendencies towards the latter, she's not a murderer yet. No. Um, sorry. Uh, so we... We kind of see that they are both breaking down all these things that they've learned about Mary today, which is all happening in the same day. And they're like, "What?" both ask at the same time about the babysitting that Mary did for Hank and Julie, like,
1: yeah, recently. Yeah, and if they noticed anything. And they both, like, you see their faces, and they're both like, well, now we have to tell them because... That there's all there are all these other things we need so we don't we don't see what happens but you can it's presumed that uh, Hank and Julie tell um, Annie and the Rev what what transpired when she babysat um, so then they meet back up at the house yeah and uh, uh, where they share both the all the
0: information they've gotten from each other
1: right and they have an opportunity we'll get to this a little. Later, but it's not really that important because nothing really comes of it. They have an opportunity to confront Mary, um, but they don't. They take everything she says about her day. Like, while, while they were out, she says, like, I was looking for work or whatever, and they take that all kind of at face value, and they're like, oh, well, why didn't we confront her and, and, I don't know, let her know everything we know. And the Rev is like, because we were doing battle. Um, So he quotes, like, the art of war,
0: and it's also interesting to point out here that they've now reversed their positions from the beginning of the episode. So remember in the beginning, Annie wanted to wait it out, and the Rev wanted to intervene immediately. But now, Annie's like, why aren't we intervening immediately? And Rev is like, it is the art of war. We are going to war. We have to, like, go in with the perfect strategy. Uh, My comment on this, which is what I said to Aaron while we were watching it, was, why are you going to war with your child? Like... Yeah, yeah. This is not... I don't think this is the right, like, thing to be doing. Um, I don't really understand the reasoning behind the Revs, like, taking a step back, like, mentality, other than, I don't know, extending the drama.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, that's really it for them for this episode. So I guess we'll get to what all the kids are doing while this is all happening. Um, So like we said... They're all... At, Lucy is like, I don't know, mother hen. and um, But it starts with a phone call um, from a debt collector that Lucy picks up. And they're looking for Mary because, along with the car payments and the insurance, she also opened up a credit card, which I, this is the first time we're learning of that. Yeah. and And she hasn't paid the bill. So, um, Lucy's like, okay, no, this is her sister, and then she hangs up on her, and then the woman keeps calling back and harassing Lucy because she thinks it's just Mary lying about not being Mary.
0: We have a very interesting scene, which I don't, like, I don't know what else to say about it other than to point it out here, where Simon, like, she doesn't pick up the next time the phone rings, but Simon does, and Simon's like, it's for you, so Lucy doesn't think it's debt collector, but it ends up being the debt collector, like, this is for Mary, like, so Lucy turns around and Simon's like, this is for Mary, and then Simon says, Mary, Lucy, same thing, what's the difference? Right. I was like, (laughs) what is the point of that? Is that, like, some sort of, like... I don't, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean, especially now because they're two completely different characters. I think this would make sense maybe season three when they were spending every moment of the day together.
1: Yeah, like if it was like Jordan calling right. or something, but it's like a debt collector for Mary. It's not the same, whatever.
0: And like, they're very clearly pointed out here that, especially for Simon and Lucy and Matt, Like, Mary is no longer the person she was before, so why the hell would Simon say that Mary and Lucy are alike at all? Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's really nitpicking, but I just, like, was very confused about that. I guess he just want
1: to hang up on them, so he was like... (laughs) He could be like, she's not home. So now the debt collector is really convinced that Lucy is Mary. Um, So she keeps calling. They keep having these, like, like funny, I guess, scenes where nobody wants to pick it up. It's like, oh, Simon, you... And a few times... It's Annie or the Rev calling, so they'll pick up, and then, um, I don't know, they just say, like, no. Usually if Annie and the Rev call, they're like, is Mary there? Is your father there? Is your mother there? And then, like, if you hear from them, tell them we're looking for them. And in Mary's case, they're like, keep her in the house. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So while this is happening... Uh, at the camden house we have john divulging information <laughs> another to m-
1: strange scene because like you said john has never ever ever talked about mary but
0: <laughs> yeah so john is pacing matt's trying to study uh for his chemistry test or something and john's like i have to tell you something but i don't want to get mary in trouble and like matt's like just tell me so we find out that In Mary's quest to pay off her debts, not only did she ask waitresses for money, but she also asked John for money, which also does not make any sense because they have never interacted, minus the first time they interacted back in season one. Um, So John's like, I'm kind of really concerned because if she was so desperate, she talked to me about money. Who else could she have gone to? Uh, so now Matt's like, okay, I think I have to, like, figure out what's going on. So this is what how Matt ends up in the fray of Ruthie, Simon, and Lucy. Um, I think the way that this really goes down is... what well, what happens?
1: Um, well, okay, so Matt calls the house. No. No. Okay, Lucy says, I know, that after the debt collector keeps calling, Lucy is like... Okay, there's only one other person besides mom and dad who I think can help us with this. So she calls Matt and Matt comes over and they give him like the lowdown of what's been going on there. Um, And everyone keeps saying like, oh, well, where's Mary now? They all just keep saying, she's out looking for a job. Um, and then finally the debt collector calls again, and I guess this is the comic relief of the, I I love this scene, I love the, but.
0: The way that they camera, the the way that they filmed this was really good, also. The way that they had, like, we'll we'll definitely post this on one of our social medias. Yeah, the way
1: he, like, comes to the front of the frame. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the debt collector calls or whatever, Lucy picks up, um, and as soon as the woman is, like, as soon as she figures out who it is, she gives the phone to Matt, and Matt's like. Mary Camden can't come to the phone. <laughs> this is her attorney, Bernie the attorney. So he just, like, starts saying all these ridiculous things, and the woman is like, oh, okay, <laughs> and he hangs up on her.
0: Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, we'll pay a dollar a month, and then the next time he's like, 25 cents a month. He just keeps up, he's like, zero dollars
1: a month. He's like, we'll send you nothing. <laughs> so, uh, that happens. <laughs> um... At this point, I think... um, Mary comes home. Well,
0: Mary... Yeah, Mary comes home. um, She comes home before this happens once, Uh. also. Um, I guess we can talk about this now. Mm -hmm. Um, She comes home. Lucy tells her about the debt collector. She seems completely unfazed by it. And then... um, Well,
1: she comes home from... Let's backtrack even further, then, because the first time we see Mary, she's at an ATM. She has no money. A guy gives her $5 to, like, get out of the line to which never ever ever uh, happens so she's got five dollars because because she had no money in the ATM and this guy was like get offline so she goes to the house and then she's like I need fifty dollars or whatever to pay or um, so she's asking all of the Camden's um, Camden Luc- kids yeah Lucy's like I don't have any money Simon won't do it because he's, he's like, r- already given her thirty dollars apparently in the over the past three months so um... Ruthie offers to give a Mary twenty dollars that she has from like a birthday, which is very foolish. But as we will see, she continues to be foolish in this episode. So it kind of Mar- makes your
0: heart break, though.
1: Yeah. Um. So Mary at first
0: is very much like twenty dollars is nothing, but then takes it anyway. <laughs> like, right. Right.
1: She's uh, so. Um. So Mary takes the twenty twenty dollars. she's still got the other five, and she leaves. And then Matt comes... Yeah, Yeah, so she she goes out. um,
0: Then she comes back in. We'll discuss... Yeah. We'll we'll discuss what Mary's doing on her own uh, at the end of this episode, because I think it, like,
1: needs to be... (laughs) It needs to be its own thing. Yeah.
0: Um, So when she comes home, all of the Camdens are...
1: Well, like, they're on... They're on her about... Well, they find out how much money she owes from different... Like, they figure out... Well, okay... So after Mary takes the $20 and leaves, they are like, okay, Mary needs more money, though. How are we going to get it? Uh, They're all sitting... They're having, like, a brainstorming session. And Simon's like, I don't have any money. Lucy doesn't have any money. Matt's like, I don't have any money to spare. And Ruthie keeps saying, I know where we can get the money. Finally, she has to, like, get on a table to command their attention. And she points out that the twins have, like, these piggy banks that Annie puts... Uh, $50 in it, or $10? $10 in every month. Every month. So, she's like, from the time they were born, that's, like, almost $500. Uh, so, they're like, okay. So, they go, and they take all of the money out of the piggy banks. Um, this is all based
0: on their, like, very concrete belief that Mary won't let them down. And this is kind of repeated over and over again.
1: They're like, oh, well, because it's Sam and David, it's family, she has to pay them back. Like, she she ha- she has to make good on this debt.
0: That she's not she's in trouble but she's making her way back like
1: Yeah, she's going to get a job like, and she's going to yeah.
0: They I mean, Ruthie's very has a very blind faith, but the rest of them are are also very much in the belief right now that she's not as worse as bad off as they think she as like she actually is. Um
1: so they, or as the audience sees that she or is.
0: Or now that now the Reverend Annie know that she is. Yes. Um, so when she comes back home, Mary does, they hand her this wad of cash. Um, oh, there's another like Bernie the attorney scene where the debt, co- debt collector is called and she's like, he says, uh, my client's changed her, her mind. She's going to come and give you the money in person. And this is when they hand her the de- Sam and David wad of cash. And she's like, thank you so much. And then she goes off, and they're like, okay,
1: we've done it. <laughs> Good, it's all You're fixed. Like, we've,
0: all, we've fixed it all.
1: Um, it occurs to Ruthie, like, what if um, Annie, well, this is the best. They're, they're like, what if Annie picks up the piggy banks and feels that they are, like, light? Um, and they're like, oh, wait, what day is it? It's, like, the 7th. She puts the money in on the 14th. And they're like, well, Mary will pay it back by then. <laughs> it's like, where is she going to get $500 in the... <laughs> Right. In the next, like, seven days, but... Fun fact,
0: actually, I'm sorry, you said it was the seventh, it's actually the sixth, and this episode did air on the
1: sixth. Oh. So
0: they planned this really well.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just knew it was about a week. Yeah. Um, So, they don't do anything about that, though. They're just like, oh, no, she can't pick it up. And that's really the
0: end. We have, like, a couple more scenes where Matt and John have an interaction at the hospital, and... uh, and Lucy, Simon, and Ruthie are kind of folding laundry. But other than that, that's really it for the kids' storyline as well. They think they've dodged a bullet.
1: Yeah, like, oh, the the Camerons are never going to find out. We solve this all, and Mary won't get in trouble, and everything will be fine. So we'll go to Mary's storyline
0: now. Um, so we, as we've mentioned, Mary... First of all, we, I want to say that, like, a good...
1: For 20 to 25 minutes, you don't see Mary, yeah. and everyone's talking about her, so... Good suspense building.
0: It, it was actually really good, especially because they ended on such a cliff, cliffhanger in the last episode. So we didn't... Like, I, as Erin mentioned earlier in this podcast, I didn't know... I really wanted to know, did she end up
1: smoking the pot or not? And I think we supposed to gather yes. Yeah. I mean, because she's just so off the rails <laughs> that she'll do anything now.
0: Um, but we also, like, don't know if... Because I feel like there was a one shot where they, like did the like oh we're at the hospital now we're like oh no is she in a hospital because she's so fucked up but like that was just my brain (laughs) um she finally shows up as aaron mentioned at the atm she goes home she gets this money from ruthie again it seems very unusual the way she's acting but like nothing seems off completely yet like it's just like oh it's just mary being like normally ditzy and kind of off balance a bit Um, this kind of turns around completely when she, the $25 that she has, instead of doing anything worthwhile with it, she goes, well, I think it's worthwhile, but she goes to the movies and does a double feature. Uh, the movie she sees is called Growing Up.
1: Ha ha ha. Uh, uh, Get it.
0: Um, and like, it. I don't know like what Jessica Biel's acting tips were, but like she nailed this performance in my opinion.
1: Like Yeah, but, like, not the performance I think they wanted her right, to. Right, I don't, yeah. <laughs> she nailed the performance of, like, just being to, yeah.
0: I, it just, it doesn't, as I said, mentioned earlier, it doesn't feel... It
1: feels like she's not, like, present. Like, yeah. she's just, like, a shell of a person right. who's just, like, going through, like, just existing.
0: <laughs> I mean, and, like, I'm sorry if this is uh, triggering for anybody that's listening in on uh, in for us, but for me, I really read it as, like... She's spending the last of her money and spending the last of her day, like, doing the things she wants to do. Because after the m- movie, she went, goes and spends the last of her $5 on ice cream. And she's very, like... I don't know. It feels like she's about to kill herself. Like, like she's given up. And she's kind of just like, okay, this is my... Like, this is where it This is the end of the line or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, And... It's right. Quite- she doesn't care about anything. It's just like, this is it. I'm having fun. So... I guess
0: that's it. But then, and when she gets back home, um, that like is reiterated in the way that she's interacting with her siblings until her siblings give her, give her the money. Uh, this is when I was like, what's going to happen next? Because now she has even more money.
1: Right. Like,
0: and she's like, they've seen, like shown her being really off the rails in a way that like is concerning. Um, that I was like, oh, this could go in any direction. Like she could just go to, Hell yeah! <laughs> no, I just meant she was gonna like I don't know get a plane to
1: somewhere, <laughs> but she actually ends up. So she goes. She goes to pay some of the bills, but when she starts to, um, first I think she goes to the credit card company, and they're like, "Okay, well you can re like structure your." like, the financing on your credit card, but your interest rates are going to go up, um, but you won't, if you're having trouble meeting the minimum payment each month, this might be okay, but in the long run, you're going to pay more. So Mary's like, oh, yeah, sign me up. So she ends up only owing, like, $30 Thirty dollars or twenty dollars, and she's like, huh, "I just made thirty bucks." Well, she um, ends up
0: saying that the the end is way is like a long oh, yeah, way yeah. off for me, she, right? Like, she
1: says something that's like very strange that yeah. makes it again seem like I don't care about this credit card debt. I'm not going to be around to pay it. Um, so there's that. Um, then she goes to not the car payment yeah. people and does the same thing. She restructures the debt, and then she goes to the car insurance people, and they're like no, you can't do that with car insurance. It's a monthly payment. So she's like, okay, whatever. I'll, I have to pay this one in full. Um, and then after that, didn't she go to the movies again? No, she run, oh. she fa- goes. Oh, she goes to the bookstore,
0: yeah. She walks away, she walks past a uh, bookstore, Margaret's bookstore, and it says Help Wanted, and she walks in, shows them, like, fills out an application, and ends up, like,
1: really clicking with <laughs> the bookstore owner. Yeah, he's like, what do you want and, for pay? And she's like, twice the salary I made a waitressing. And he's like, okay. Um, he's like an older man, I think we're supposed to get, that he's just like, oh, this pretty girl wants to work in my bookstore.
0: Well, he says, oh, you have so much spunk. And she's like, yeah, like, Mary Tyler Moore. And for like, and that's...
1: Um, yeah, he's like, that was my favorite show. And she's like, that was my mom's favorite show. Which is actually
0: canon, um, I know,
1: because when they sang when the twins were born. And
0: also, that's um, the uh, Catherine Hicks. Oh, that was actually her. Her actual favorite show, also. Um, so she gets a job, but immediately after she leaves, uh, this man's wife comes in, presumably. <laughs>
1: but it looks like his daughter. Yeah,
0: presumably her name is Margaret. Margaret's books, I'm assuming. I don't know. Hopefully. Um, and she's like, can't hire her. No more youngins, young women. <laughs> I'm working at my bookstore or at your bookstore.
1: Yeah, she was like, oh, all these high school girls that don't know anything about books. Um, so... So we find... Like, Mary doesn't find out right at this moment that she lost the job before she even started, but...
0: She comes home, and I think in Mary's head, she's deaf. Like, she's turned a new leaf. Because when the parents go to confront her, she's like, I was paying off all of my bills, um, I did it by, like, this last paycheck that was owed, which is obviously a lie, because they just don't want... She doesn't want to say, and just, like, the rest of the Camden kids don't want to say that they took money from Sam and David. She's like, and I got a job at a bookstore, and she's like, I'm turning my life around. I'm feeling good now. This is a new Mary Camden. Um, thank you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> and she, like, bounces up the stairs. Um, and the Camden parents don't believe her. Yeah. Because- but,
1: but anyway, this is their, you know, this is, they're, they're, they're waging... They're, they're fighting a battle, so...
0: Um, she goes upstairs. Mary goes upstairs to her room with Lucy. Lucy's being a little... I think rightfully so snippy with her. Um, and Mary's like, Look, I'm sorry, I'm gonna like honesty is the new policy, like I'm turning a new leaf and Lucy's like, Okay, yeah, you're my sister And then the phone rings <laughs> and it's the man from the bookstore telling Mary that sorry, but you I can't give you this job, my wife had already given it to somebody else. And when Lucy asked who it was, instead of telling the truth, Mary lies. And, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of the episode.
1: So, I really like this episode. I thought, I think this is honestly... I mean, other than, I didn't realize how absurd it... The whole thing with the parents, how they just keep running into people who are like, oh, I heard that everyone was telling you uh, about all of the crap your daughter's done that you don't know about today. So I decided, I'm just going to pile it on and tell you what I know. That is, it is ridiculous, it's like they didn't know how to do like a good suspenseful build, so it just they did it in one episode. Um,
0: this is the first episode of November Sweep, so we're thinking that this is like getting the drama all started. Um, I do want to say that I think the reason that this sh- episode was really successful was because they did not have different storylines for Matt, for Ruthie, for Simon, for Lucy. They gave we had three main things happening. And you put people together that should be together, and you didn't have excess things going on that didn't really relate to what the main plot was. Yes. <laughs> what would you rate this episode? I'm giving it a 6. I'm giving it
1: a 6.5. Woo!
0: This is the highest rated episode I've done so far, I think. Wow. I think. I'm, like, holding on on the 7.
1: There's just one in particular that I know I'm going to give a 7,
0: so... <laughs> I'm holding on on the 7, just because I'm... I know that things it's, get it,
1: more it, absurd. It, it's many seasons down the line, right. my 7. Um, But, yeah, I'm giving this one a six. Um, So, if you – I know people might have a lot of thoughts on this episode and the next one, so if you want to call me, beat me. If you want to reach me. um, We're camdencast.gmail.com. We have been appreciating your emails. Um, We've been getting many more lately. Uh, You can also reach us um, on – I don't know, on Twitter, I guess. Yeah, you uh, can tweet at us. Tweet us at Show. Instagram, we are also at Show, and that's where you can see that video of Bernie the Attorney. Um, Facebook, we are CamdenCast. Um, um, all of these things have DM features as well.
0: If you don't want to email us, you just want to message us on there. Uh, we definitely read everything you comment and send us. So, yeah. You can also listen to what is going to be a... Speech really cool episode i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) Um, the next time we upload which will be on saturday um through the apple podcast app or on soundcloud.com slash camdencast yeah uh so i'm erin i'm tanby and this is camdencast